Instagram always gets like super trippy. Yeah, it's really weird because I was like sitting here and then like it kicked me out and then it brought me back in then it kicked me back out and I was like, uh, okay, so I just like restarted my whole phone. Yes, 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 yes. How is the weather in California? It's actually really good today. Um, I think it's like 65, 70 today. So it's actually like... So jealous. I'm over here freezing my buns off. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it's actually really nice here today. I got to get it out. Okay, guys. Welcome to the Drinks with Dillinger podcast. I'm your host, the fashion gangster. I'm here with Jeremy Gregory. He's an emergent artist from Los Angeles. He is popular on the music scene. His passion for creating music started at a young age where he first recorded a gospel album entitled Back to the Wall. Okay, we're going to start yep. right there. Your, you, your first album was a gospel album. Yeah. Back to the Wall. Tell us a little bit about that. So that was actually, I think I recorded that when I was 13 or 14, and that was actually with my youth choir with Tabernacle Baptist Church under the direction of Stephen Jones. Um, so I think we had, I think it was 14, 14 or 15 different um, songs that were on that album. I was the soloist on, I think, five of those songs. So, I mean, it was pretty much, it was kind of like a collaborative you know, ordeal, but I mean, that's really kind of what, I guess, started that, that creative hunch for wanting to basically be in this industry, because it's like, okay, this is not that hard, I can do this, like, I really enjoyed singing, so why not just go ahead and give it a shot anyways, but I was also in a, a youth choir, but then also... At school, I was in like three other choirs. So it basically was just kind of like music was pretty much my whole scene. And so it was basically like, okay, well, why not just do this? That just makes perfect sense. And yeah. it did make perfect sense because yeah. you have a beautiful voice. Oh, so it was, it was a part of the gift and you owned it. What I love is, okay, so recently you released your debut single, Breakthrough, Breakthrough, you just released, and you released also Dream, and then there's another popular track, Whenever You're Ready. Um, tell us a little bit about the song Breakthrough, because that's your newest release, just released January so, 7th. You guys, definitely go and stream that. One of my favorites from Jeremy, stream that. But Jeremy, tell us about Breakthrough. So Breakthrough basically came to me back in... 2018. So, I'll give you the backstory with this. Um, Breakthrough was actually originally released in, I believe it was July of 2018. Um, I was under different management um, at the time, and they basically um, they decided to put it all together with an EP with uh, Whenever You're Ready, Already Gone, and then it was Breakthrough. So, that was a EP, like my first e technically EP that came out. Um, then a few weeks after that was released, uh, the management basically was just like, hey, you know, and I have no shame in my game. Um, you know, you're a LGBT art, LGBTQ artist um, and trying to, trying was the word that they used, trying to be in the uh, urban R&B era 
and it's not going to work. So we don't feel that we can represent you, nor do we feel that we can actually offer any benefits to you. So at that, yeah. Oh yeah. So it was a bit, it was a big thing in that, you know, that really, it really hurt. Um, just because it was, it was, it was people that I thought I could trust, you know what I'm saying? And it just ended up, it ended up backfiring on me. And that really, truly hurt the most because it was like, okay, I really trusted these people. So with Breakthrough, that pretty much, that's where Breakthrough came from. Now, the backstory behind Breakthrough, um, I basically, you know, um, being, how would I say this? Being a black, being black, being in the LGBTQ community is, it's very hard. Um, and, and, and because there's so much, what's the word for it? There, there's so much backlash. There you go. There's so much You know, backlash. I was thinking that word in, yeah. in my head I have while to, you I were have speaking. To get it. I was like, what is, what's the word? There's so much backlash from being black and being in the LGBT community. So, um, I would always put up a front um, going like when I when I'm with my parents, it's always one thing. When I'm with my friends, it's a whole nother thing. So it was one of those things where it was like, you know, I felt like I was hiding from my guilt, my shame. Like I was embarrassed because I felt like I was embarrassing my parents. I felt like I was embarrassing my community. But then it was like once I moved to LA and I moved to LA in 2015. Um, and but breakthrough came after I moved to LA. But it was like once I got here, I saw that. Okay, there's a whole community here. So yeah. why, why be so like ah about it? You know, and I suffered from like very hardcore, um, severe like anxiety, um, depression, and I even I mean, no shame in my game. I tried to commit suicide like three times. You know, just because like this was that that's how heavy that it weighed on me. And then you know, uh, when I was 16, you know, my parents basically. I pretty much came out on April Fool's um, just to kind of see what the reaction would be. So uh, you specifically picked that day just to see how everyone would react. Yeah. And my mom reacted the exact way that I thought she was going to react. So then I was just like, haha, April Fool's, like that was a joke, like whatever, you know. And then she pretty much, from, sorry, it's like blow my phone up today. originally released 
went back, re-recorded it. Um, I told the sound engineer, I said, hey, I want to leave it a little raw, not not over-processed. I don't want it to be like clean first. I want it to be just a little raw so people can really hear that raw emotion within the song. And that's literally what happened. So that's what you're hearing now. Because I just felt like now... Um, I feel like I'm in a different headspace. Um, I was actually seeing someone on, like I was, I've seen someone for the last like three months and okay. found out that they were like cheating on uh, Christmas Eve. What? And then I was just like done. So Hold like, on, wait, wait. That. Okay. I hope you have your drink with you. I'm going to take a sip. I don't. Let me go get it. Let me go get <laughs> yes. it. Let me go get it. Okay. Yes. I'm going to play Breakthrough while you're running to get that because that is definitely sip worthy. <laughs> oh, my God. Finding out that you're getting cheated on Christmas Eve, guys. Drop your crazy stories right in the comment right now. Yes. Um, so I 
created a fake profile on a dating app. And um, <laughs> with that, you know, you can pinpoint where people's locations are because we are, like, mind you, like, we share, we share each other's location with each other. So all I did was do 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 type in the location, like in the explore page on the little dating app, go through and I create this fake profile. And I was like, okay, that's him. But he didn't have like a photo up on the thing. Wow. But I just looked at like the, um, the, uh, the, the stats below. So uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So then I just started messaging and it was like, yeah, I'm single. Wooty, wooty, woo, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And I was like, okay. Wow. So that's what we're doing today. So then, like, you know, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to kind of let it roll just to see, like, you know, what what he was going to say, what he was going to do. Like, and then he never said anything. And so at, like, 5 o'clock, like, yeah, it was 5 o'clock on Christmas Day, like that morning. I sent this really long text and we didn't, he like did not reply whatsoever. Didn't reply, nothing, but was like watching my social media stories and yada, 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 and all this other stuff. And then we finally started talking again, like two weeks ago, but he never, like, he will never acknowledge what happened? What happened? He won't acknowledge it. And I'm like, so are we going to talk about this? Or if he won't acknowledge it. So then he was like, well, let's just try to move past it and work through it. And I was like, well, we can try. I was like, but I don't know how that's going to work. So um, I did the exact same thing two nights ago. What do you know? This time I got a profile just with myself. Uh-huh. And went, did the exact same thing. Voila, what do you know? Saved the profile, but then 20 minutes later, he blocked me. I was like, so if it wasn't you, then why would you block me? And I'm like, buddy, I got five devices (laughs) around this house. Five. You're logging into everything. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five. You can block me on one, but I can create another one on another one. And then on top of that, all I got to do is delete the profile, go back, so, recreate it, and you, I'm still not going to be blocked. With a, with, with a situation like this, right, in any of your previous records, like which song did you make about a relationship? It would probably have to be... Mm, it's one that's not released. One that's released. Okay, so that that means we have to look forward to that then. No, you don't. I'll just give you a sneak peek right now. Okay, so we're getting a snippet right now with Jeremy Gregory. Come on, let's hear it. So, do you want do you want love or do you want more anger? Like more, more anger. Let's go, let's go with the more anger because of what just happened. 
he's crazy, all the blocking. Obviously, he's angry, not you. He's just I'm, angry. Yeah, I'm like, Smith. I'm not angry. I'm good. I'm good. I don't he's, he's angry because you found out, and he just doesn't know how to own up he to it. He doesn't want to own up to it. But, yeah. that, I mean, hey, it is what it is. It's fine. Like, you, just, you do you good. You do you because yeah. I'm going to do me at this point. I agree. I yeah. agree. You know it's one of my favorite songs from You Credit for Love, so that that is my joint. That's my jam. That right? that's my that's my jam. But I think you guys are gonna like the remix. Ooh. <laughs> I'll drop that today. I'll drop that and let you sneak peek that today too. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. So this one is called um I love that you have your music and you, you, you have enough to, you know, if someone asks, asks you something about a topic, you can, you understand, like, your music is there to relate to it. Yeah. Really good. As, a, as an independent artist, like, you're super prepared. But I'm, I, but I'm, I'm like, hmm, what do I want to play? Because I can play, <laughs> I can play Smoke and Mirrors or I can play or, Don't Force It. Let's let's do don't force it. Let's do don't, yes, let's, don't, let's force, do, it don't is, force it. Is is that's my jam. Um, let me let me make sure it's connected here, and then we gonna we gonna pop this off. And this is this is one of my um, this is absolutely like one of my favorites. And I actually am super excited to release this one because it's it's literally. Um, It's basically saying, you know, don't force it. Don't force anything. If it's not meant for you, move on. Don't force it. Exactly. Don't force it. There's always something else out there. Like oh, yeah, that absolutely. door. Absolutely. Yeah, that door is not opening for a reason. And it's okay yeah. that it's not opening. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh 
Uh-huh. Uh, that one's probably another one of my favorites, uh, just because, like, the, the guy that's featured on there, his name's Danny. Uh, he's out of Connecticut. Okay. And he, like, when I tell you, he, like, literally, like, kills this verse. Like, yeah. Like, I, just I like... was just like... <laughs> When he sent it back to me, I was like, bro, like, this is straight fire. Like, yes, I, I was like, I love that. Are, are, you, are you, are you like, you sure that we're, this is done? He was like, yeah, he was like, it, it's, it's done. It is what it is. He was like, we get you good. And so, like, I've, I've literally sent him, like, 18 different versions of the song. And then finally, like, once it was, like, finalized, and I sent it back, and he was like, that's dope. He's like, sounds real good. So, yeah. But, yeah. I, I mean, I have... I'm super excited. Yeah. Like, you know... I have about, 12, about 12 songs that are ready to drop. And then... Excuse me. Um, 12 songs that are ready to drop and about 24 to 25 more that I've actually written um, that have no accompaniment, um, like, haven't been recorded, anything. So, I just need to kind of figure out the melodies and things like that but yeah. they've been written just waiting on I get back in the studio but I, I feel like I'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit on the studio and really push these, this, this, this these, right yeah this, these, this music that's coming out right now just because I have so much that still hasn't been released yet yeah. um, I literally have enough stuff to drop one single every 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 month for and the that, next year that is perfect literally that is so perfect. You know, we we are on the same roster, so you know I'm super excited about this and everything that you have coming up in in 2022. Recently, you had an interview with the LA Post, and you talked about you know moving to LA and you know being homeless while pursuing pursuing your dream. You know, I, I want you to talk a little bit about that and in those moments like what were you thinking because there's a lot of independent artists out there that really don't understand like we really go through as entrepreneurs as independent contractors a lot you're gonna get you're gonna be broke you might get depressed but with it all said and done you know this is something that you want to do this is your livelihood this is what makes you happy this is what makes you joy so in those moments what were you thinking at that time when you packed up and moved to LA? I wasn't. You wasn't? I wasn't thinking. It, it literally, when I moved, it was two weeks prior to moving to LA. And I said, I, well, one, I had just graduated college. Mm-hmm. And I was basically trying to like, figure out what I was going to do. Um, I have two bachelors and a master's. So I could have gone and taught like high school music or, you know, been a high school teacher. All I had to do was basically take the state board at that point. And I was like, well, I don't really know like what I want to do, but I know that I don't want to stay in my hometown. Like I went to school in Arkansas. Well, I went to the university of Kansas. Then I went to the university of central Arkansas, but I was back after I graduated, I moved back home with my parents, literally for like a month, yep. just trying to figure out like, okay, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Because after college, I didn't really, I didn't really have anything lined up. So um, it was one of those where um, I was 
I moved and I was still low key a broke college student because I just graduated college. Yeah. So um, <laughs> just being that broke college student, but it was two weeks before, two weeks prior, I said, I told my mom, I was like, I'm moving to LA. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you're not. I was like, yeah, I'm moving to LA. Mind you, never been to LA, never been to California, never traveled to California, like even close to California. Like wow. I've done everything West Coast, I mean East Coast, yeah. but have never come West. Like wow. the, furthest, the furthest West that I had been was like Phoenix. And you just really just... Yeah, the fur- like the furthest West that I had been was Phoenix. Wow. Never been in the state of California. Nothing. Like, didn't, and I didn't know anyone here when I moved here. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, let's see how this is going to work. So I literally, um, I think it was like a Friday. Yeah, it was like a Friday night. And um, I was like, all right, I'm leaving tomorrow. Mom's like, no, you're not. I was like, yeah, I am. Started packing up my car that night. Uh-huh. And I like backed my car in, loaded my my car up because at that time I had like a I think it was like a Dodge like Challenger or something like that. Yeah. But I had like that the hatchback version, just because like I always I coached cheerleading, so like I I needed a bigger car so I could like transport like palm signs, you know, kids, whatever, all that stuff. So it was like one of those big ugly like. Ugly, ugly, ugly cars. So uh, um, I had that and literally just started loading um, loading the car up. Um, I put a twin-size air mattress, a pillow, a blanket. So, like, the way that I, like, laid it out is I, fold, I folded my, like, I uh, put my, um, like, my floorboards were, like, it was a low-sitting car, but it had, like, deep floorboards. Uh-huh. So, like, I loaded my floorboards up at the bottom with stuff and then yeah. folded the seats over. And then I put a twin-size uh, air mattress in there and then, like, pretty much, like, stacked things around me wow. to where, like, no one could see me. But my windows yeah. were tinted as well in the car, so you really couldn't, you really couldn't see anything. <clears throat> you really couldn't see anything inside the car daytime or nighttime, you know? So, um, and I, I, I put the air mattress in there because I was like, okay, well, while I'm driving, if I get tired, then I can just pull over at a rest area, you know, turn the car off, lock the car, and then just hop in the back, grab a couple of hours of sleep, and then get back on the road. It was the cheapest way, easiest way. I was like, I know how to stop, you know, if I see a gym or something and I feel like I need a shower, I know how to stop and, and go work out so I can use the shower like I'm not. It's easy, you know what I'm saying? So um, I think I drove all the way till I got to Phoenix or like right out right outside of Phoenix yeah. and stopped at a, a rest area, slept in the car. Um, my mom called somewhere along that trip and was like, where are you? And I was like, she's like, you've been gone for, she's like, we've been back. Because that morning they left to go to like a garage thing or whatever. And um, by the time they came back, I was gone. And then like, they didn't know, because I I literally told her, I said the night before, I said, I'm leaving. Like, 
I'm legitimately leaving tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Hear me and hear me clearly. Like, hear me very loud and clear. I'm leaving. This is my so last day I'm in California. Yeah, I left and she called like later that, that evening. She was like, where are you? I was like, I told you yesterday that I was leaving and moving to California. And she's like, what? I said, I'm on my way to California. Did you hear me or did you not? <laughs> so she was like, well, I guess. And you, you know how black parents are. Like, sometimes they're supportive. Sometimes they're not. You know, and, and I feel like sometimes the things that my mom says can be very condescending. Um, and it can be taken either way. So a lot of the times I just kind of write it off. And I'll, I'll be honest, I don't have the best relationship with my parents, like, at all. So, you know, it's it's really not a big deal for me to be out here. Um, but whatever. So, you know, that conversation was just kind of very, like, uh, it wasn't really, like, supportive at all. So I was like, all right, well, either way it goes, I'm moving to California. I will see you later. Like, I'll see you when I see you. Pretty much, kind of, sort of. Um, so, got here. Um, the first place I went when I got into California, I literally drove in and then got off on, um, Hollywood and I was on the 101. I came in on the 101 mm-hmm. and I got off on Hollywood Boulevard and something. I can't remember what exit that is. I don't know the name of the exit over there. Got off and then literally you come down the ramp, you come around and then you bypass right by the Hollywood Bowl. Mind you, I've never been to California before. (laughs) So it's like when I crossed over that, um, because when you come in, you have to go through like the agricultural, like, it's like when you come to California, it's almost like a border check. Like, like you're going through like border control. Like, Oh really? Uh, yeah. 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 So when you're driving in, like you have to go through the little agricultural, they have like the little dog out there. That's like walking around your car. You have to show them like your license and registration. Like they will physically ask you, you know, are you a United States citizen? Because California is like its own. We just be doing whatever. Out here. <laughs> like, Literally, it's it's like its own little world out here. So, um, yeah, you go through the little agricultural thing just to make sure you don't have anything. Yeah. You're not boarding anything through the, the border or whatever. So, um, but it was like, I don't know if in my past life, if I've lived here. <laughs> I'm, I'm being, no, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I don't know in my past life if I was, like, a celebrity, if I was a famous person, like, what? But when I crossed over Uh that, um, when I crossed over that border, got through the agricultural, like, little thingy or whatever, every being in my body was just, like... it's, It's like everything just felt... Yeah. It was like, it was like, I'm, it was like, okay, I'm finally home. Mind you, I've never been here before. Ever. Ever. But every being in my body was just like, okay, I feel like I, I feel at home. And it was so weird. So once I got through that, I 
got into LA, got off the one-on-one onto like right by the Hollywood Bowl and like I literally looked to the the right and I'm like it was almost like my it was like I knew where I was going. That's weird in that. It that every it was all like aligned already. Like this was already a part of your destiny. Yeah. It was, it was to find that that moment to say, you know what, I'm leaving this city that I grew up in. I've done enough here. It's time to go. Yeah. Like, and it was like a leap of faith. Yeah. So I got I got here. I looked to the right of me. It was like the Hollywood Bowl, and I remember exactly. I looked. And I was like, huh, I'll be there in a couple of years. Mind you, I didn't know what the Hollywood Bowl was. And that's what came out of my mouth. I didn't know that it was a concert venue. I, like I said, didn't know. But it came out of my mouth. I was like, I'll be there in a couple of years. Just confident. And I was like, and then I thought to myself, like, wait, I don't know what that is. So I started looking. Yeah. And I'm like, what is the what is the Hollywood Bowl? And then I find out that it's like a concert venue where a lot of people play at the big like I was like, oh, okay, it's a big old amphitheater. And I was like, well, alrighty then. So then I drive in, and I I'm driving in, and then it literally like you look straight up ahead, and it's like, welcome to Hollywood. And I was like, and then then it really hit me because then it was like. Now you're really home. Once again, mind you, I've never, I have, I, in this physical sense, have never been here. But everything just felt right. Everything so, felt right. So it's it's like you, you took the leap of faith, packed up, moved to California, you know, you get to Hollywood, and, you know, it, it got a little tricky. You it know, did. It, it got a little tricky. Uh, with, with, with your living arrangement, you know, but, right, you didn't pack up, even after having to deal with, you know, being homeless, you said, you know, living in your car, right? Six six to seven months. Um, I slept in my car uh, for six to seven months. Um, it was really weird because when I first moved here, like, after all of that, like, I thought I was going to move here i was like okay you know i'll get a hotel for a couple of nights you know while i find a job and you know everything will be okay i'll just you know yeah me thinking okay i'm still in arkansas or the state of kansas where hotels are 45 55 65 dollars a night and i'm like okay i got 500 500 bucks to my pocket like you know i can i can make this work yeah mind you once that, like, again, once again, never been here, didn't know the cost of living, didn't know how expensive things were, didn't know how expensive gas was. Like, I did not look up anything before moving here. Nothing. Yeah. Not one thing. All I did was put in the GPS, Los Angeles, California. And we, Lord, stop calling today. You know what? I am you for that. <laughs> I... And like I just I just typed in Los Angeles, California and set the phone on the little thing that's like right here and 
and that was it. That was it. Honest, like, that's exactly how it went. Like, that's exactly how it went. So got here, um, you know, I thought it was going to be cool to find a, a hotel. Then I get to look at it, and I'm like, girl, the, the, the Motel 6 was like $120 a night. I said, nah, we good. We, good. we got this air mattress back here. You know, we'll... We'll make it work for a couple of days. Uh-huh. You know, that's fine. So I made it work. I found, like, and it was almost like it was, de- like, it was destiny for me to be here. Uh, because when I when I did that, I got here on a Sunday. And, like, that evening I sat in my car and started applying for jobs. Mind you, I didn't apply for one single job before I got here. Not one. Wow. Just got in the car and moved Nothing was lined up. Nothing. Nothing. You were supposed to be there. Yeah. Nothing Nothing was lined up. And so I got in the car, got here, you know, that evening. I sat there. Um, at that time, like, 2015, um, Craigslist was, like, real big. So then, like, going to Craigslist and, like, looking for jobs, submitting resumes. So, like, it was so weird because that Monday morning, um, I get up and I had, like, two or three missed phone calls and people are like wanting me to come in that day to like interview for a position so i was like oh god like i gotta get myself together i'm like scruffy so at that time um i went and i got a gym membership i went and worked out for 20 minutes (laughs) then i went and showered i went and showered like shaved in the shower and then like got ready and then you know went to my my job interview once I scheduled them for the afternoon, um, and then literally walked away with two jobs that day. Wow. Two jobs that. that day. And so I was doing one in the morning, obviously like like a, a, an eight to, I think it was like, well, I think it was like nine to four. And then the second one, I was coming in like, like a five to like, I don't think anyone knows this. I don't think I've told anyone this. So you're actually told 
I, I was good. I was good. I was okay. But I, I would definitely tell anyone that's out there, just go. Because the fact of the matter is, is you only get one life. So why sit around and worry about life? Or, or not, not, not necessarily worry. Yeah. The, the, the death. Because then it's like, if you were, if you were on your deathbed tomorrow, and you said, oh my God, man, I wish I would have done that, that podcast. Oh my God, man, I wish I would have been this fashion icon that I, I, I've always been to be. Oh man, like I would, I would have been able to travel the world a little bit more. You would have so much regret. Yes. As you're exiting this world. I don't want that. I agree. I don't want that either. I want to be able to, I want to be able to, if, if, if I, if I, and let me knock on but if, if something was to happen tomorrow, or we do now, knock on um, I would be, I would be okay with the because I know that, I know that there is, there's a, there's a catalog uh, 13 more songs that, yes. can, that can create a legacy. Yes. That can create profit. Yes. Um, but not only that, I am living where I want to live. I'm in the city of where I, I mean, Los Angeles, the city of the the city of England, you know? So I am where I want to be, and I, I would be content. I would be content with it, but I would be more devastated because I didn't feel everything that I wanted to feel. But I know that I could, that if, if something happened, I would be, I'd be cool. That would be cool. I agree too. I live the same way. I feel like if I, if I think, think about something, I just go and just go for it. It, you know, we, we have to fail to win. Because we learn from each of our experiences. And I, I, I love your story. It's definitely one to listen to. You're definitely one to watch for sure. I'm super excited about what we have coming up from the On 3rd Avenue team with you. I'm so pleased to be a part of the team with you, Jeremy. Great music. Oh, my God. We definitely... You know me, you have to sit down, talk about the music video in that nature, guys. I'm excited. I haven't yeah. done a real video in a while, guys. So I want to get my hands back on the men because the woman is too easy for me. <laughs> so, I'm going to throw this out at you because I just had this conversation last night. I'm going to the Dominican Republic in June. Okay. You need to and do I'm something going, there. I'm going to shoot a video there. Yeah. Sure. So there we go. You definitely give me yeah. the invite. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. You guys heard it here on the Drinks to Dillinger podcast. We are going to drink to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we get off, right? Because this is Drinks to Dillinger. If you were a cocktail, what would you be and why? Uh, I would be. Well, what I what I what I said. Ooh, ooh. That. So, I have. I, I would say two. I'm gonna give you two. My younger self. Uh-huh. If 
Long Island iced tea. Long Island iced tea. Okay, that's a crazy well, name. You know, L-I-T because, baby, like, I was inspired. It was like, oh, it's real good. It's real, it's real, it's real delicious. But in the end, I got that punch. And I'm about to kick in. And you ain't gonna know what happens once, once that punch kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm a little bit more classy. So, uh, <laughs> I would say, give me, give me some, give me a Tito's, cranberries, and two limes. Okay. Uh, because I'm, you know, that, now it's like, I feel like I'm a little bit more, I don't feel, you know, I have a little bit more class, not as wild, uh-huh. a little bit more subtle. Yeah. And it's like, now, now I'm not trying to just get drunk to get drunk, now I just want to stick. Mm, I love that. I just want yeah, to sit, wanna, yeah. <laughs> I just sit, chill, enjoy the moment, watch the room, because I don't people watch it. They don't want to be nowhere with me, because I don't want people watch it. I'll be like, girl, she got like, I'm not. So I'm going to like, girl, that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm definitely, now, I would say, if I was a cocktail now, this day, like, this day, today, it'd be a cranberry with Tito's cranberry and two limes. Super smooth. There you have it, guys. Tito, cranberry, two limes. Super smooth. That's a really good drink, because that's what I'm actually drinking. Um, So, we're having a little... Hey. Yeah.